Hi there, welcome back to the Christopher Governator Show, Johnny Depp's girlfriend. And we're listening to the Johnny Depp's libel trial against Amber Heard continues on people. And I just made a song out of the hilarious comments in the chat section, so go and check that out. And thank you for over 5,000 followers across social media. Let's get to it. This is from yesterday. I'm going to ask, Michelle, can you pull up Defendant's Exhibit 188, please? No, you can't. Uh, Your Honor, I'm going to object on hearsay. I'm going to. Your Honor, I'm going to. Let's pull up 188A. I've redacted everything but what Mr. Depp says on 188A. 188A. That's admission against interest. Do you have that? You don't. She have just it. hates men. She tried to destroy him. She's jealous. She's jealous that he's he's the, he's got a world record for the most number amount of money made per film. She ain't gonna work it no more. She ain't got you ain't gonna work no more. Amber, you're a whore. While while they're working on that, can you tell us what transpired? between you and Mr. Depp when you wanted to do something with a cast member. So, as I said, he came to London She's for there. his own work and also dropped me. he dropped me off in London where I had to be for a few months to film this movie. And uh, he asked me to marry him. So he brought my, my best friends and my dad out. Objection. They left. That's and nice. shortly after they left, um, my co-star, uh, one of my co-stars, invited me to go to a concert with him and some of the cast to kind of break the ice and I'd be working with them for the next few months and I had already you know I already knew I couldn't like be photographed even if it was platonic I couldn't be photographed with men or women that other people could possibly spin as romantic I had learned that but in January, the, the hard way um, so you banged him so I asked him permission if I could go to this concert uh, with the cast, and I, Why you know, you ask permission? I said, you know, Johnny, that like, the, he's gonna the you're, my co-star. Objection, Your Honor, hearsay. Yeah, you're a free, you're a free child. Don't tell us what the co-star said. Just tell us what your communication was with Mr. Depp. Objection, Objection hearsay. Cunt. Her communications are hearsay. Objection, cunt. I'll sustain the objection. I'm, I'm not sure I understand. If you want to approach it. Yes. Objection, cunt. Yeah, can't. Did I uh, mention that you're a cunt? Have you been told lately that you're a cunt? A cunt. Really, you are a cunt. I can't tell you how much of a cunt you are. I can't. Absolutely can't tell you about how much of a cunt. You really are, you know. So they're for the world to see. Like, 
I think one or two people believe your bullshit story just because you have a pretty face. But you're old now. You're getting, you're too old for Hollywood now anyway. So might as well just retire and disappear from the fucking public eye. Because you ain't going to work no more. So you ain't going to work no more because you're a whore. You ain't going to work no more. You ain't going to work no more. Relationship would right. be off, and that I was uh, foolish no for yeah. thinking that people could invite me to a concert in a platonic way. I tried to say that it was fine. Objection that hearsay. Yeah. She isn't she's testified about what Mr. Depp said. I don't Just understand. Save it. All right, I'll, I'll save it, Miss Turd. Nobody please, please continue. What did you say anymore, boy, bitch? Um, Nobody believes. Yeah, he said I was right. foolish and naive uh, that no one could invite me to. How, how could I be so dumb to think that somebody could just invite me to a concert? <laughs> Why would they want to hang out with me? Obviously, it was because Don't they wanted more from me. Yeah. And that I probably Which wanted more to too. You know, um, I was basically asking for it. You're going to go backstage. What are you going to say to the band? And then I know how this plays out. And who's this, you know, who's the other girl going to be there? And how could you be so stupid? How could you be so foolish? You're more naive. You're, you should be smarter than this. And I apologized really? i stayed i mean really? that whole evening i think for really? a few really? Really? hours i spent on the phone I with him texting calling or talking hanging up he'd hang up on me be upset Dude. and then send me cryptic messages about my my foolishness and you know i'm already doing a movie where i play this you know character when I, you know, where I was empowered, like I read the script and I thought this character was empowered sexually. And by the time I got Johnny's feedback on it, I had been convinced that actually I was just being used. That it, I, it, I was just being used. It was clear that that was all I had to offer. And I was too foolish to see it. And I now, had Amber, some... I'm just going to stop you right there because I'd like you to take a look at Defendant's Exhibit 188A. Mm -hmm. Is that in front of you? Do, do you recognize this portion of the text chain chain between you and Mr. Depp? Yes, I do. Okay, and this is on September 9, 2013. Yes, it is. Okay, and are these statements Mr. Depp made to you during that evening that you just described to the jury? Yes. Your Honor, I'm going to move the admission of Defendants 188A. Any objection? No objection. Right, 188A in evidence as redacted. Do I have that redaction, or is that something you need to give me? Is I that... think we're going to need to give it to you okay. hard copy. All right. Right. Thank you, Your Honor. And if I and if I can draw your attention to it. Uh, he, he first says, I don't want to make anything an issue, baby, but I literally have been on the ground just 14 fucking hours from leaving your side. Do you see that? Yes. 
And then he says, you know what I want, who I am, and where I want to go with us. You know very well what type of fucking man I am, and yet you lay a gauntlet before me that you know is the very species of danger that will always attract me into a very tempting test. What's behind that door? Almost impossible to not take you on. You want me to roll the dice? This sounds more like an aggravated ultimatum than soft words that could help us make both feel better. Don't test me, please. Did he tell you that? Yes, he did. And what did you understand that to mean? Uh, it was clear. Um, it was a threat. A threat that if I wanted to be... Objection, speculation. I think she can say what she understood it to mean. I'll sustain the objection. Okay. All right. Let's move on then to the filming of Mordecai with Mr. Bettany in October, November 2013. Where did that take place? In London. Okay. And what, if any, uh, involvement did you have? Were you there for any part of that filming? For part of it, I happened to be in London already for the film I was just telling you about. And Johnny came to London shortly after to film uh, his own movies. He did the smaller, I think it was a smaller role, um, in Into the Woods, and then he was filming Mordecai after that. So... Um, after, after I finished my movie, I moved in with him, uh, into his house in London, a, a rented house in London. Okay. And describe your experiences during that time period with Mr. Dell. Um, uh, it was, it was really touch and go. Uh, he was filming with Paul Bettany and... Uh, there were days when um, he wouldn't come home or they couldn't get him up out of um, on set. He'd be asleep in his trailer, sleeping whatever he'd done the night before off. Um, I remember he missed a few days of work that way. I, it struck me because in, in my experience in our job, you, you don't miss work. It doesn't matter how sick you are. You, you go. You know, it's millions of dollars every single day they're filming, and and, and I had not experienced someone um, who could effectively just control the set like that. You know, I mean, to that extent. And one day he didn't uh, come home, uh, and I was worried sick. Um, I found out that he was in a hotel room with Paul. Objection! Bettany. Hearsay. Okay. Move forward. When he came home, they had to carry him home. Objection, hearsay. Did you see that? I watched him? it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, please continue. I, I watched. Um, it, actually, I was, I was shocked that he could do it. Um, one of the security guards carried, carried Johnny like a baby into the house. And I looked at that, and I mean, his, his boots were hanging over the security guard's arm who had to negotiate getting through the doorway carrying Johnny like this and I thought I watched this his assistants and the other security guards shaking their head you know just shaking their head acknowledging this is how bad it is and I remember thinking this has got to be it like this has got to change this is surely this is it and uh, he was understandably very, very sick. 
for at least two days is my recollection. Um, and in that two days, I had a lot of conversations with this team. I won't say what they were, um, but I w felt at that juncture very encouraged that everybody and myself were on the same page. And I felt encouraged that we were in a new chapter, that Johnny had finally hit rock bottom. And finally, he felt like changing for good. And I, I felt buoyed, you know, supported by these conversations I was having with he was close to that he trusted. November 2013, did you have any contact with Lily Rose that led to any discussions with Mr. Depp? Objection leading. Sustained. What, if any, connection, communications did you have with Lily Rose in November 2013? Objection calls your hearsay leading. I'm asking what her connection was. I didn't ask what she said. I'm sustain the objection. Okay. Uh, November 2013, uh, what, if any, uh, interaction did you have with Lily Rose without saying anything she said? Objection hearsay. It's interaction, Your Honor. I'm not asking for what she said. If you can lay a foundation out. Okay. Did there come a, did there come a time in November 2013 that you saw Lily Rose? Yes, they came to stay with us for some time in the winter. Yeah, around November, I believe, 2013. When you said they, who were you referring to? Uh, Johnny's kids, okay. uh, Jack and Lily Rose. All right. And was there a particular incident that led to uh, a disagreement with Mr. Depp? Objection leading. Sustained. What, if any, uh, interaction did you have with Lily Rose that led to an argument with Mr. Depp? Objection leading. That, what, if any? What if any objections do you have? No, you didn't need the finger in courts. Did you have an argument with Mr. Depp relating to Lily Rose in November 2013? Yes. Can you please describe that? Well, he, I, I, I didn't, I was, I, I was, you know, these kids were, I found them to be these beautiful, wildly intelligent little weirdos in the best way. You know, they were. I, I was falling in love with them, and you know they they were in my life um, at that time a short amount of time, but I I I, I loved it, and I felt I started to feel very protective, and you know uh, Johnny's sobriety meant that he was there and then he wasn't, and the nature of our lives with the travel and work meant he was there and then he wasn't. And Lily Rose, at some point, um, had a, a crush on a, on a, you know. Objection, hearsay, and lack of foundation. I'll overrule. Thank you. Please continue. This argument happened because the Johnny was, I, I, I didn't agree that this 
gentleman, uh, it was a, a famous musician, uh, over the age of 18, spent the night at the house, and I felt protective over Lily Rose and concerned. And naturally, they're, they're not, they were not my children. It's not my place. And I understand that. I know it's a sensitive subject, so I understand why Johnny got so upset with me. But that and the introduction of the weed with his daughter, she was so young, I just felt protective. Again, it's not my place, I understand that. And I made him really angry by weighing in on that. Did there come a time that there was a family engagement gathering? Well, we uh, celebrated Thanksgiving out in, in, in London, the kids. Uh, there was a, a stint of sobriety um, following how sick he got on, on set with Paul Bettany um, after a, a, one of his drug binges. And he just came alive again, you know. Um, he even, like, prayed a, played a prank on me uh, about having, like, relapsed when he, what, he hadn't relapsed. You know, it was... I started to kind of feel that with the kids being around, I kind of thought, I did think that maybe this was it. We were on a, a good path, meaning so to sobriety that this was it. And our life was peaceful for a minute. You know, it was, it went back to being wonderful. There were these moments that just felt so wonderful. Objection, Your Honor, non-responsive. I'll sustain the objection. Okay. Take us to the engagement. There was an engagement party, correct? Uh, then, yes, come Christmas uh, of 2013, Johnny had um, rented this beautiful mansion in Malibu uh, on the beach. It was gorgeous. And he brought my family out, and his family was out obviously in LA and we stayed in this rented mansion and we're all together for the holidays. And, uh, it, it went, one evening we were going to his mother's house, his mother, um, who you've heard about, uh, was old, uh, older and sick, but at home being cared for. And he, one, one evening we're going to have dinner, uh, Christmas dinner there with, with her around the time of her birthday as well. And my best friend said, you should Objection, really hearsay. Sorry. Wasn't offered to prove the tooth of the matter, but, but go ahead. Um, uh, go past that. What did you do? We went to Betty Sue's house, his mother's house, and Johnny proposed in front of our families in this big, you know, surprise. He surprised me, got down on one knee and, and, you know, I cried and hugged my mother and hugged his mother, and he gave me this Objection, your enormous face. diamond ring, and it was it was a nice yeah. time. I'm going to take you into January, February, 2014. Um, you had as you employed a woman named Kate James. Is that correct? Objection, leading. What, if any, relationship did you have with Kate James? 
she was my assistant uh, at the time. Uh, I hired her sometime in 2012 and had as minimal uh, contact with her as I possibly could. So, and why? And why is that? Um, she was um, a difficult, um, troubled, and inconsistent. She drank on the job and stuff like that, and her behavior was objection relevance horrible. Uh, well, she's already testified. Kate James has testified, and I think bias. Uh, we can right, allow that. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay. Um, please describe for the jury what your what uh, uh, job responsibilities Kate had and how you communicated with her and kind of how that worked. We Objection compound. Overruled. Thank you. We had minimal person-to-person um, uh, -person interaction because I was hardly ever in L.A. Uh, if I was, I was there for a few days at a time. And uh, Johnny and I kind of lived in this insular bubble anyway um, when we were together. Uh, but we would send emails, uh, texts, and voice a lot of voice memos, voice notes. Uh, and, you know, if I... <laughs> I found that if I said, Kate, you know, you, you left the car running with your, your doors open and your kids in the car on the street, you Jackson, need to move hearsay. She's not testifying. She's testifying about context. Sustained so. objection. Next question. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you to take a look at Defendant's Exhibit 209. Your Honor, I'm going to object on hearsay grounds. It's still hearsay. Ms. Heard, did you, uh, may I lay the foundation first? Ms. Heard, uh, did you communicate with Kate James uh, by email in the ordinary course of your business? Yes, I did. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to take a look at Defendants 209. Is this a communication that was between you and Kate James that was in the ordinary course of business as, with her as an employee? Yes, it is. So, Your Honor, I'm going to move the admission of Defendants Exhibit 209. Business records exception. Still hearsay, Your Honor. Business record exception gets the business record, but it's the hearsay. If there's hearsay involved inside the business record, there's still objection to hearsay. Your Honor, the business records exception, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't agree. I think that's the point that wanna, hearsay can approach. As a bargain basement lawyer. Objection, bullshit, I think.
Objection. Bullshit. Objection. Connection. Affection for objection. Objection smection. What, if any, communications did you have with Kate James about your issues with Mr. Depp? Objection here, thank you. Ms. James has testified. I'll sustain the objection. All right. We can take that down, Michelle. In the February, I'm going to jump to February, March 2016. What, if any, communications did you have with Mr. Depp about a prenup? Well, after the uh, after the engagement, but before the engagement party, I started to um, I started to feel like it would make you know I know that he earned significantly more than me, he's a successful actor. I wanted to eliminate any doubt in, in his mind and in other people's minds, so I brought it up to him and brought it up to my therapist. Um, Objection hearsay. She's just saying that she brought it up to her therapist. She's not saying what she said. But please focus on Mr. Depp, okay? Of course. Um, Johnny said he would tear it up. Uh, if I, he said, if, I, if you ever brought one up to me or if I ever saw one, got my hands on it, I'd tear it up. Only way out of this is death. Only way out of this is death. And I, um, I thought it, I thought it would like, I didn't care either way, but I did feel that it would eliminate suspicion or doubt and it would make things easier. And I told him over and over again, you know, are you sure? Are you sure? Maybe, maybe we should do this. And he one time he said to me, he's like, kid, are you already thinking of how you're getting out of this? Are you already planning to get out of this, kid? You already, you already planning on leaving? It was, that was um, the same, it was around the same time as the moving in together conversation. Um, it was, I, he accused me of having one foot out. Um, and they kind of were happening around the same time. You know, I still had my apartment and we're engaged now. Uh, he was asking me to redecorate uh, Sweetser, his main house, and kind of move in to the, to the ECB building downtown where my best friend was living um, at this time. Uh, while the decorations and the, and the remodeling had been done on Sweetser. And so these conversations were kind of happening about how to build our future together and how we were going to move forward together. And uh, I, you know, um, 
I, I would have forgotten about the the extent that we had those conversations er, early on in the engagement if it hadn't been for my therapist's notes. I'm sorry, if it hadn't been for your what? If it hadn't been for my therapist's notes, oh. uh, which were okay. taken at the time when I was talking to her about this and my conversations with Objection, Connie. hearsay. Okay. I'll we'll sustain move, the objection. We'll move on. Okay. Let's take it to March 2014. Did there come a time there was an engagement party? Yes, so, um, I yeah, it was March uh, 2014. Please describe for the jury. We had uh, an engagement party, and we decided that when we did get married, we'd have a small wedding, you know, something intimate. But, uh, you know, our lives were kind of big. His life was extremely big. Uh, and we needed to incorporate, we wanted to have a bigger engagement party than a wedding, you know, and kind of get our guests in, our family, our friends, and have a big, a big event of it, as opposed to making the wedding something that was big and, Objection. you know, um, so we kind of put it on the engagement party and had a bunch of people, a lot of friends, business acquaintances, uh, a lot of family. I had all of my family friends and my childhood friends come out for it and, I even invited my therapist. It was, you know, a big, a big event. Okay. And describe what took place at the engagement party. Uh, well, we walk in together and we took some pictures and said a few hellos. And then Johnny disappeared upstairs uh, in, I guess it's like a coat room or something. It was in a big uh, um, abandoned building that was rented out for events. And he had disappeared upstairs um, almost the entire party, I would say. Uh, it just kind of came down at the end um, when we were leaving and came down once uh, because he was, at the time, sharing drugs with my dad. Objection. <laughs> Speculation. Lack of foundation. How do you know that he was sharing drugs with your dad? I was there. I watched it. Please continue. Um... My dad, at the time, was uh, on the same, was addicted to the same thing Johnny was. And so my dad had, um, either my dad ran out or Johnny ran out. I can't recall which of the two ran out, but there was a, you know, they, they needed more, of course, and uh, had to leave the party. My dad actually left with Johnny's security to go get more drugs from Jackson calls for speculation how do you know that uh, they told me okay, hearsay sustained the objection okay. and um, they left to go whatever and then they came back with drugs and everything was okay in terms of the the withdrawal symptom of the I don't know what you call it at that point but uh, he still um, stayed upstairs and when to mr. Depp Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, so continue. shortly after that, I tried to get Johnny to come downstairs, um, and he just snapped at me, just verbally um, told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember t talking to my mom about the irony of it. Okay. We were in an engagement party, uh, but it, that was a pretty, that was pretty much it for the engagement party and I went downstairs and entertained uh, guests and smiled and took pictures and put on a face and, you know, went about my evening.
take you to May 2014, the Met Gala. Uh, could you please tell the jury what a Met Gala is and what's involved in that? Objection compound. Oh, overruled. Uh, Met Gala is a big event, annual event, uh, celebrity event uh, in New York. It's a fashion event, but it's it's just a major red carpet event. And so you have to be invited and it's kind of um, a thing, you know, and we were invited that year. And I, uh, I had already gone for the previous year or two, uh, and this year we were going to go together. And at some point in the evening, we're sitting across the table, and Johnny starts asking me about this woman. Um, he thought I was looking at this woman in a sexual way, and I kind Probably of were. turned it around on him and said that exact objection hearsay. All right. It's context, Your Honor. This is context. I'll sustain the objection. Okay. Just say what Mr. Depp said then. I guess you can't tell us what you said to him. Okay. Uh, he was accusing me of flirting. And that's how the argument started. I, I don't recall what other accusations I was fielding at that moment, but typically in my experience with him, it wasn't just one. Uh, so you'd make a point and then he would go on to a different accusation. Um, but I remember that what started it is this accusation that I had been flirting at this event. Uh, we get back to the hotel room um, and Johnny shoves me and kind of grabs me by the collarbone area, like not really my neck, but top of my neck, uh, top of my, above my collarbone, below my neck. Um, I, I think at that point when we were still in the living room, I shoved him back, but I can't, I, I don't really recall um, I, too many specifics. I remember he threw a bottle at me. It missed me, but it broke the chandelier. And at some point I remember um, maybe this was the shove that I was talking about, but at some point, uh, Johnny and I are in a struggle in the living room and he kind of like shoves me down on the sofa and I get up and I'm trying to get him off of me and it's just stronger than me. I don't know how else to describe it. Huh. And at some point he just whacks me in the face and I had not at the time been a, like, I didn't. I think that was the first time I was like, is this a broken nose? At the time, I was unsure what that feeling was, um, but I suspected I had a broken nose. And other than that, I was relatively ungazed. Uh, but I remember my nose being swollen, discolored, red. And uh, I took a picture of my face at some point and made a joke about it to my friend about how bad I looked compared to how the objection right hearsay. It wasn't offered to prove the truth of the matter. Uh, yeah, so sustain the objection. Okay. Okay. Just don't say what you what you told a friend. Okay. Okay. Um, let's take you to uh, the Adderall Diaries. When did you start filming the Adderall Diaries? believe May I filmed another movie 
in New York, March, March, April, April, May. I went straight from that movie to another movie, an independent film with James Franco. The one I had previously shot was with Christopher Walken. That's right. Okay, so I went from one to the other and um, saw Johnny in these, you know, in between. Like if I got a long weekend or, you know, I'd fly home to be with him and then fly back. It was kind of like that. Fly back from where? Where were you filming those? In New York. Okay. And where was Mr. Depp at that time? Johnny was in L.A. at the time and then eventually went on location for his movie, Black Mass, in Boston. So you were in New York and Mr. Depp was in Boston at some point? Eventually, in, May? in by May 2014. That's All right. it. All right. And what, if any, discussions or arguments did you have with Mr. Depp relating to James Franco in that time frame of May 2014? <sighs> It's a nightmare. Um, I w wanted to do this independent film. I liked the story. I liked the character. I you know, told him I'm not going to wear makeup in the thing. Jackson, hearsay. Apparently, Miss Beren, if you could approach, please. Thank you for the egg, my love. Thank you for the egg, super whitey. Thank you, girl. You sure have a big egg for a little girl like you. Aww. You're so cute. I love you very much. Right. Here's a fast forward. So tell the jury what Mr. Depp said. He was mad at me for taking the job with James Franco. He hated, hated James Franco. Um, and was yeah, because you're banging him, bitch. Me, of good reason to secretly having a thing with him in my past since we had done Pineapple Express together. Uh huh. Yeah, and he was well founded. So I'm going to take you to the Boston plane uh, incident. We've heard about that earlier, May 24. Can you please describe for the jury what took place? on May 24, relating to the plane incident? Well, I I had spoken to Johnny, you know, he's in Boston, I'm in New York. Objection here, say. And I spoke to him. He had already been upset with me and 
accused me in um, like many arguments about not telling him about scenes that I had, if I had a kissing scene, any sort of romantic scene, and I wasn't explicit about what I was going to do, then I was accused of having withheld information and hiding it from him. So I didn't want the fight, of course. I didn't want the argument, uh, but I had to kind of eggshell tiptoe around how to tell him when I had any sort of scene like that. And I did tell him in this occasion. Objection, hearsay. Take, we need to stay with what Mr. Depp said, okay? Okay, so he was upset with me, um, but he didn't sound coherent so much on the phone. He was yelling at me about how could you, how could you tell me this? How could you tell me this when I'm filming, when I have this scene that I'm doing? How could you tell me this when I'm working? Obviously, I couldn't tell him any other time because we were both filming, and I told him as soon as it was relevant and but he kept saying, how could you tell me this? How could you just tell me this? Uh, and it was like I had told him I was having an affair or something, you know, was that angry at me. But he kind of started to sound less connected to reality as these like arguments would happen on the phone. This is in one day. Eventually, he hangs up on me in the conversation, James Franco, screaming, bitch. screaming at me. Um, I talked to his assistants. I won't say what they said, but I had conversations and felt encouraged that I could continue on with the plan, which was for me to get on the plane, go to Boston, pick him up, and we would go back to L.A. for his daughter's birthday. Um, I was nervous because the conversation I had had with him, and he was so upset with me on that conversation, but... I figured he'd, I assumed he'd passed out and that he would have been kind of sobered up the next day, assuming that the work would mean that he felt pressured to, to kind of pull it together. And I uh, get on the plane. He sent the plane, so I assumed he's not that mad at me. He's over it. We're moving on. He's sobered up. Um there had been a lot of talk about a sober plan, like a full detox, a full recovery, a doctor, a whole plan. You know, there were talks of that following what had happened in London. So I was feeling like, okay, well, maybe we're here. And I get on the plane. It touches down and the SUV pulls up and it sits on the tarmac for a very long time. He knows I'm on the plane waiting for him. So I kind of, started to anticipate that things weren't as I hoped, meaning that he was sober and had slept it off. And I get, I mean, I'm sitting on the plane for a very long time waiting for him and he finally opens the door and I see him get out of the SUV and I can guess by how he's moving, how he's walking. I didn't realize at the time I had already been become really sensitive to these little changes um, because my life changed depending on what he was on. And he gets on the plane and I um, j I just knew in every cell of my body something was wrong. And something going he comes 
straight up to me. He doesn't say anything to me, but is looking at me. He's got these glasses on and he takes them off in this kind of aggressive manner and sits down across from me, not in the usual spot. Uh, we kind of have our places on, on his plane, you know, where you get used to sitting. And he, I remember I got up and moved to accommodate him getting by so he could sit in the normal seat as per usual. He didn't, he sat across from me. At some point, and I don't really remember the exact sequence of it, we take off and at some point he he's asking me why, what's wrong with me, what do I have, do I have something to tell him, do I have something to tell him, you want to talk to me about your day yesterday. And then it gets, I, I already know that he's drunk, um, I already know he's using, um, he reeks of weed and alcohol, I mean his breath smelled so bad and I could <laughs> trying to cry. I, I could anticipate that there was a no win situation here. There was no me talking myself out of this or talking him down or any you know, a, a lot of my arguments and my involvement in them are, are me trying to diffuse by explaining or objection non responsive. She's telling the story. I'll sustain the objection if that's part. Okay. So he um, is asking me questions, and I know to not engage. Uh, I was polite. I made sure to answer minimal amount of, you know, the minimal amount that I could. I moved slowly. I was trying to be polite, but not engage because there was no win, and he kept going kept asking me eventually went from do you have something to tell me to you want to tell me how much you liked it <laughs> tell me did he slip a tongue <sighs> it got worse and worse just more it went from asking me about how my kissing scene went or how the sex scene went to asking me what james franco had done in the scene to being really explicit about my body you know he was talking about yeah, because you cheated on him. saying really disgusting things about my body, about how I liked it, how I responded. And then he started taunting, just straight up taunting me. I, I know you liked it. He called me a go-getter. Um, he huh. called me a slut. In front, and also, this is happening with security and his assistants on the plane and... I remember I felt I I don't I don't I I struggle to to be able to tell you how how embarrassed I was because he was speaking to me in front of people in this way asking me if I liked it and if I was wet and you know why I wasn't looking at him and that was proof I wasn't looking at him that was proof that I that I was asking for it did I ask James to do this and this to me and how about if he does those things to me insert sexually explicit descriptions of what he accused me of wanting or deserving and I, yeah, at some point in this, get up Come on, you and move to the bitch. front of the plane. And I remember getting up cry so bitch, slowly cry. 
I didn't want to aggravate him. I didn't want to give him any excuse to pounce cry, on. Bitch, I didn't want to upset him. I didn't want him to flip the switch and get worse. I didn't want, I just remember very slow movements and I slowly get up and move to the front of the plane and he starts throwing things at me, ice cubes, utensils. Huh. He's calling me a, um, a go-getter and then an embarrassment, talking about what an embarrassment I am. I don't know how many times I moved seats, I wish I did. I don't, I remember moving more than once huh. and Johnny came huh. to me more than each once. time, not the other way around. He sits down in front of me at one point and because I'm not answering him, I was looking out of the window and he slaps my face. And his friend is in our proximity. And I no, hold on, shouldn't if if she's telling the truth, shouldn't there be uh, witnesses to that? Who are the witnesses? Ah, poor Amber Turd. Poor me. Poor poor fucking Amber Turd. Poor Miss Turd. We all heard. Every word. Suck it, bitch. Suck it, bitch. It didn't hurt my. It didn't hurt my face. It just felt embarrassed. Did you do that to me in front of people? It was the first time that anything like that had happened in front of somebody. I got up to move again, and he's just taunting me, having a laugh, screaming, and then just straight up Good. mean, calling me names. And it was oscillating between Sorry, those things. And I get up slowly laugh. again, and I just resolve to just sit the rest of the time up at the front of the plane. And as I get up, he kind of kicks the swivel chair into my hip, or kind of just hits me. And I look at him, and he asks me, what? What are you going to do about it? We, I just stared at him. I just stared at him and wanted him to see me. I wanted to get through to him. Didn't feel there was like, I, it felt like there was a blackness in his eyes. I wanted to look at him. I wanted him to see me. It didn't even feel like him. And yeah, we were cheating as I'm walking away, slowly trying not to be, I was being very deliberate about my movements, wasn't saying anything, I wasn't engaging. I am walking oh, away from trying. him slowly and he tells me to hurry the fuck up. Hurry up. And I just look at him one more time, wanting to penetrate the monster to see the man that I love underneath that. The man I loved. And he tells me to hurry up again. Oh. And hurry I up, pull my gaze away from him. I walk away from him. My back is turned to him and I feel this boot hmm. in my back. 
He just kicked me in the back. I fell to the floor. I caught myself on the floor, and I just felt like I was looking at the Proven. floor of the plane for a, felt like a witness. long time. And I, I, didn't, I, I thought to myself, I don't know what to do. I can't believe he just did. He just kicked me. No one said anything. No one did anything. It was like you could you could hear a pin drop on that plane. You could feel the tension, but no one did anything. And I just remember feeling yeah. so embarrassed. Yeah, he it. Felt so embarrassed that he could kick me to the ground in front of people. That didn't happen. And uh, been more embarrassing. I didn't know what to do about it. I got up and I just I walked to the front of the plane. I sat down. Don't believe it. And I just looked up. Jerry Judge's security and my friend both kind of under their breath asked me, are you okay? Objection, hearsay. Objection. I spent, no one said anything. No one did anything. It was like you could, you could hear a pin drop on that plane. You could feel the tension, but no one did anything. They need to have a split screen. And I just remember feeling so embarrassed. Felt so embarrassed that he could kick me to the ground in front of people. I've been more embarrassing. I didn't know what to do about it. I got up and I just walked to the front of the plane. I sat down and I just looked out of the window. She's a piece of work. Jerry Judge's security and my friend. Both kind of under their breath asked me, are you okay? Objection, hearsay. I spent the rest of the time looking out of the window. And there comes the tears. Did there come a time that you tape recorded Mr. Depp on this plane? I want to sit here and say that I was like, I was telling myself I needed to leave him. But as he got worse, he demanded the oxygen tank from the um, flight attendant. Flight attendant, excuse me. Um, and he continued to drink and then eventually um, started howling like an animal. <laughs> and passed out in the bathroom <laughs> with the door locked uh, and was howling. And I, I, at some point, pushed record on my phone because there was that 5% part of me. Objection, non-responsive. I don't think it's non-responsive. Non She's explaining what led up to her tape recording and why. Mean? I mean, I'll just ask, I mean, I can ask him, okay. well, that's all. Why, why did you tape record him? Because I knew that Johnny wouldn't remember what he had done. I knew he would not remember. And if... Calls for speculation. She can say, she can say what she, why she did it and what she thought. But that, did, that last part called for speculation. Don't, don't say, I knew. Uh, um, why did you tape record? In my experience, when Johnny was that inebriated he would not remember what he had done calls for speculation I, I, how can that call for speculation uh, i'll sustain the objection 
All right, let's go to Defendants 221. And I'm going to play three different parts for it. Your Honor, may we approach, please? Okay. First, uh, the film and uh, first, there film on the plane. Let's see this howling bullshit. If anybody deserved a slap or a kick, it'd be her pernicious little bitch. Pernicious and mendacious. Pernicious. Mendacious. Little bitch. Pernicious. Vicious. Pernicious. Vicious. Avaricious. Pernicious. Vicious. Call it A, and that'll be zero through one To be able to pick up the noise. Okay. Um, okay, so I uh, <coughs> got 45 seconds left, so thank you for 5,000 uh, followers across social media and 593 people who had nominated me, your, your Arid Stoner Governor. And um, please wear a mask to protect yourself and your family and your, and your community. And um, call Congress 202-224-3121. And call the White House 202-456-1111. And demand criminal indictments for Mr. Trump and almost 200 GOP with ugly cunts. 
and uh, tell him to pass HR 25 tonight. Remove him to 